And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and Tim Moore. And we want to welcome you to our program today as we're going to be talking about a very important topic and that is living ready in the last days. And of course, before we continue, I want to encourage you guys, those of you following us on social media, to share this program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us. And of course, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. I, I just thank you that Tim could join us. And I just pray, Lord, for all those who are seeking to understand what's going on in the world and how does that fit in your big plan, that uh, Lord will reveal that in your scriptures today. We thank you in your blessed name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, and Tim Moore with Lamb Lion Ministry. Our topic is Living Ready. Again, for those of you that are part of the program, we'd love for you to share with your friends and family and get your Bibles ready and also follow along with us for today's study. But before we continue, we want to welcome our guests to the program, Nathan Jones, as well as Tim Moore. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Well, brother, I've loved doing these podcasts with you for the last 12 years, and I hope we can do many more all the way up to the Lord's return. Ooh, amen. And so excited to have Tim with us. Tim, welcome. Thank you very much, Vic. Glad to be here again. Awesome. Well, we, we always have a great time here during the program. So those of you that are tuned in for the first time, we want to share with you some information so that you can know a little bit more about our ministry and what we do here. So Nathan, will you be able to share with everyone what we do and how they can get a hold of our uh, wonderful resources? Well, absolutely. Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that a number of different ways. Most people recognize us through our television program. Christ in Prophecy, which is co-hosted with uh, Tim is the lead host. I'm the co-host, and we've been airing on 19 seasons. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, most of what you can find out about us is on our website at ChristInProphecy.org. We have a wealth of articles, newsletters, social media you can join, uh, podcasts, resources. We want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and get excited about his return. So check us out, ChristInProphecy.org. Ooh, thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And of course, I had the opportunity to go over there and visit the ministry last week. Uh, uh, Tim, ex, uh, I was uh, Nathan gave me a quick tour of the new set over there. You guys did a great job. Yeah, it's been a great blessing to have uh, a fresh look and uh, hopefully impacting many lives through our outreach on Christ and Prophecy. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And Nathan, of course, thank you for your time as well as we were there. It was It's, it's always great to be able to see each other uh, face to face and to encourage one another. So we're very excited for that. And of course, all the wonderful programs that you guys are putting together there that are just blessing so many people. And it's just that I find that today uh, people are in such need of encouragement with all the uh, uh, bad news and negative things that are constantly uh, being bombarded people's minds with. It's great to have things that are encouraging. That's what I love about Lamb and Lion Ministry and all the programs that are put forth. And Nathan, I just think that, you know, now people really need to uh, look at their lives and consider how they're living. And that's why today we're going to talk about uh, living ready. Uh, Paul is at the end of his rope. He is about to pass on uh, the baton to young Timothy. His days are numbered. Uh, he is going to soon uh, be losing his life. And as we say, he will soon be passing on and he will be receiving uh, his heavenly promotion. But in the meantime, uh, Paul is encouraging young Timothy how things are going to be in the last days, how difficult uh, ministry is going to get and how people are going to be 
that he's going to be challenged with. And you and I were looking at that as we made our way uh, through 2 Timothy. So Nathan, for anyone that maybe was not part of our previous programs, would you be able to read for us there uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses uh, 1 through 5? And we'll do a quick recap. Absolutely. Uh, well, first, I want to say that you're a great encouragement, Vic. Most people don't realize you drove, what, 15 hours out here from Florida to Texas and then back again straight each way. So thank you for that. I also want to give a shout out to Gary Cox from Brookhaven Church, who just stopped me the other day and said, hey, I listen to these podcasts and it's really encouraging to hear God's prophetic word. And so uh, thank you, Gary, for you being an encouragement to us. Uh, so uh, let's uh, find some more encouraging news here. Second uh, Timothy four. And let's uh, read verses one through six. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turning aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. I love that, Nathan. And of course, you and I were talking here. You know, one of the things is Paul. He is uh, here just encouraging uh, young Timothy, and he also cautions and warns him about how things are going to be, how people are going to be. And, and one of the things there that caught my attention that he says, you know, people's desires, uh, in other words, for they will not. Um, be able to endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, they will, they, they, they excuse me, they, their desires because they have itching ears. And I was just thinking about this. Tim, you would agree with me that I, I think also one of the itching ears is through social media where people just want their ears tickled with so many different things. Well, they certainly do. And today people can find uh, on social media and other platforms information that agrees with what they already think so they don't even want to be challenged and that's back to that itching ears mentality and that's a truth too often in churches people want pastors just to tickle their ears and and tell them feel good homilies if you will instead of the true word of god and the full counsel of god but paul cautions timothy against falling into that pitfall and we all need to be cautioned against uh, succumbing to that kind of temptation Absolutely. And that's why one of the things that Nathan and I will try to always is stick to the truth, stick to the Bible. And sometimes, Nathan, you will agree the truth might seem a little bit offensive to people, but we need to stick with that because we realize uh, tickling people's ears is not always the best thing to do if what we're saying with them doesn't line up with the word. Absolutely. I mean, we have to stand up for the truth. Uh, God's truth is saves lives. And if we back down and uh, like you see, uh, what did we just see recently? The Episcopal Church ordained its first lesbian transgender, whatever that means. Uh, you know, they have so fallen off the, the wagon there in the way of doctrinal soundness. And that doesn't lead people to salvation. Uh, people's souls are at stake here. So, yes, uh, we preach the truth. And it, the Lord says the truth's not going to be popular. That's just how it is. We're going to be persecuted for telling the truth. Uh, but the uh, eternal ramifications are so much greater. Oh, I definitely agree. And Paul here again is encouraging Timothy, uh, just basically saying, look, Timothy, my time is almost up, but I want to encourage you with these things. Get yourselves ready. Uh, Tim, would you be able to read for us verses six through eight there in Second Timothy chapter four as we continue in this passage? Sure. 
For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Wow, this is a this is a wonderful passage. I mean, just verse six is it's like I see the passion there. I see as Paul is saying, for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure uh, is at hand. And I was considering the word uh, departure there. And I know uh, we travel a lot and we say goodbye to our loved ones, whether it's where we're going on a trip or you guys are going to speak uh, speaking at conferences. But uh, uh, Tim, this is a different type of departure here in verse six, right? He certainly is. Paul knows that his time on earth is short. He has had many narrow escapes, but he realizes through his own discernment and through the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, laying upon his heart, that his time is drawing near and he does not have any regrets. He has fought the good fight, as he says, but he has been fully engaged in offering himself to the Lord and in being focused on that, uh, that mission. And so now he's sort of passing the baton to his protege, Timothy. I think he also knew because the Romans were holding a sword over his neck. Too, well, right? yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was in prison and knew that his time was, was drawing near. Yeah. And, you know, Tim, you mentioned something important there is that he, he lived his life well. And, and that's something that's very important. And, and Nathan, I think you would agree that probably that's why Paul had no regrets, right? Because he did really what the Lord had called him to do all along. Yeah, if you say Paul had a bucket list of ministry, uh, he finished it. Uh, he was supposedly the one thing we're not sure of is if he ever made it to Spain. Uh, some theologians think he did, or historians, I should say. But uh, yeah, he knew that the Lord was done with him. His work was done. He could leave feeling that he had properly passed the baton and his work. And frankly, I think the fact that the three of us are saved likely is traced back through the links all the way to what Paul did in Europe. So praise the Lord. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're noticing here. And the assurance is that with Paul, the reason why he didn't fear, the why his ministry, his ministry was so powerful was because he knew clearly where, where he was headed. He knew his direction and he knew what, what was awaiting him. So, Nathan, would you be able to take us to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and read for us verse 8? We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Yeah, and, and Tim, right, that's that's really the encouragement right there uh, for individuals that once we finish here, we have a new destination that we will go to because we've trusted in Christ. Exactly so. This uh, You might even call it the greatest of resets because we're, our life will get reset as we put on immortality and in the twinkling of an eye, either at the rapture or when we step into eternity, into the arms of Christ, uh, we will be absent from this body, but we will be with him forevermore. Mm. And that's one of the encouragements, especially now with COVID and people passing away from uh, different um, uh, things coming uh, at, uh, at them. And there's a lot of fear right now with people. And I think some of that fear is because a lot of people, they really are not sure where they're going uh, when they die. But we have that assurance because according to scriptures, right, Nathan, once we're absent from the body, the Bible says we're present with the Lord. Yeah, and that kind of refutes all the different theories that people have about what happens when you die. I, I love to preach on heaven 
Because it's amazing how many people think that their bodies are, and their souls are trapped in the earth or they soul sleep or they reincarnate. But the Bible says here, hey, when you die, you're absent from your physical body, but you'll be with the Lord in your spiritual. It's called the intermediate body as you wait for your resurrected eternal body. So you're never bodiless. And uh, you're never asleep for an eternity or whatnot. You are there, and Jesus Christ is. Uh, there's another verse that says that you are ushered by the angels into the Lord's presence. So, uh, you know, your soul is taken by the angels. You get up to heaven, you get that intermediate body, and you're, you're standing before your Savior. I mean, how exciting is that? You get greeted by the God of the universe. And I've read that 120,000 or so people a day die. So, of those who are saved and going to heaven, the Lord's greeting every one of them personally. And and I and that's why I love the, having a relationship with the Lord because we really uh, you know we fear we don't fear death we we do mourn for the loss of loved ones when we lose loved ones but in a way we rejoice because really we know the hope where they're going and Tim I think the sad things right is when someone dies without the Lord. And that's really what disappoints us the most because we realize, you know what, there's really not much hope for that person. No, I don't know how to comfort a family, for instance, whose loved one is assuredly uh, without the Lord. I mean, we, we sometimes can have hope that perhaps at the very end they, they gave their life to Christ. But if a person has throughout their life rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ, Upon their death, we know what Scripture says, and we know where that person is destined to go. So really all that we can do, much like David, when his own son died, he got up, he washed his face, and he went on living because he said, I cannot bring him back to me, but I, I will join him. In other words, I will die is what David meant. But we know that if the Lord stays his coming, we are all destined to die. That, that is going to happen in this mortal life unless the rapture occurs before we reach the end of our natural lifetime. So all we can do is pour into other living people the truth of the gospel and appeal to them to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior, this side of the grave, because after they've passed, it is too late. Mm, excellent point. And of course, we know that we all have a day where the Lord has set for us and we just need to be prepared. We need to be ready. And Nathan, that's why every time you and I close a program, we always give opportunity for someone to respond to the Lord because that could be their last day, right? I, I attended a funeral via Zoom a few weeks ago. Uh, a family, uh, relatives of ours, they had a son who's about 22 and uh, he got COVID and uh, I don't know, he just got, fell into this great depression about the future. He had no hope for the future like Christians have. They're not a, a family that follows the Lord. And so we watched his funeral. He committed suicide and we attended the funeral virtually. And what the music they played for him was Frank Sinatra's It's My Way. And mm. it was, that was his funeral song. And the, uh, there's just no hope. I mean, everyone was mourning and there was no you know, strong gospel message or no hope. It was the saddest funeral I've ever seen because the family had no hope that they would ever see their son again. And uh, yes, it, it must be awful for people who don't know Christ as their Savior. No hope. Yeah, and, and, and our heart goes out to those. And that's why we're doing this program is to encourage people to say, hey, listen, if you are listening to this program, if you're part of this program now and you do not have a relationship with the Lord, this is the time for you to reconsider your life and give opportunity for God to come into your heart and to change your life because there is no promise of tomorrow. As we look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, we see that the lifestyle of Paul was one 
uh, one of no regrets, one that can look at his life and know that he fulfilled uh, the calling that God had placed him. He says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. And, and Tim, Tim, you would agree there. I mean, fighting the good fight, Paul recognized that he was also in a, in a major spiritual battle. Christianity is not always easy. No, it is certainly not. And so, you know, we like to uh, to keep our lives conflict free and no one likes to live a life of stress. But the fact of the matter is, if you serve the Lord, you don't have to be under any stress because you're being obedient to him. But in this life, you will have troubles. And so Paul calls it a fight. We know that the, the devil himself is lashing out at us, uh, firing, you know, fiery darts at us. And others are going to oppose us just for standing for truth. But that doesn't mean that we have any regrets in terms of uh, standing true for Christ if we have put him on and if we've let him guide our lives. Now, again, we can get caught up in our own uh, uh, personalities if you want. But if we keep our focus on Christ, if we seek to demonstrate the fruit of the spirit that Paul also talks about, and if we testify to Christ to everyone we possibly can, then we have indeed fought the good fight. We may not be able to travel the entire Roman Empire as Paul uh, endeavored to do, planting churches throughout many, many countries. But you can talk to neighbors, you can speak to your friends, you can engage with your family members and tell them about Jesus Christ. And then, as Paul said in verse 8, if you also will live looking for the Lord and being eager to uh, see his coming— and his appearing in glory, then there's a whole crown of righteousness laid up for you just for anticipating his soon return. There is a blessing. So it's not pie in the sky and, and hope in the hereafter. It is a promise of God that we would receive that crown of righteousness. Ooh, hallelujah. And the rewards that go with it. I think that is fantastic. And of course, we find that, I mean, he uses a term there, I have fought the good fight. I've ran the race. Uh, it reminds me of what the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, uh, verses 12 through 16. Nathan, would you be able to take us there as we look at that passage? Because it has a, a wonderful reference there uh, to what Paul is talking about. Sure. I'd be happy to take you there. Do you also want me to read it? Uh, yes, please, Nathan. <laughs> fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold in eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ, Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless unto our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honored and everlasting power. Amen. Ooh. And Nathan, I just love that because uh, Paul uses this analogy, fight the good fight, run the race. And, and it's almost like he's just encouraging uh, Timothy all along the way. And also it encourages us because we just come to realize that sometimes the truth is in this fight, we get a little bit tired. We get a little bit weary. And there are times, I don't know about you, Nathan, where we kind of feel like we want to give up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's very disconcerting to to preach. I remember being at a prophecy, uh, excuse me, a uh, missionary conference once, and there was a missionary to Amsterdam. He had spent four years in Amsterdam, and he didn't lead one person to Christ. And in his presentation, you could tell he was just so frustrated and so defeated. 
but you know, you never know what seeds you're planting and what words are doing. So the Lord has you there for purposes. It's not the numbers that count, but yeah, man, ministry can be very disappointing. You're a pastor, right? You know. Yes, Nathan, it's true. But, you know, I, I think the thing that, that really continues to keep us going is like Tim was saying, is the rewards, keeping our eyes on the prize, recognizing that we're running a race. We're not there yet. But as we see the signs of the times, we know that we're that is this race is getting uh, nearer to the end. And Paul says they are going back to Second Timothy four, verse seven. Not only did he say I have fought the good fight, uh, but he says I have finished the race. And again, he likens this to a race. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but um, I haven't ran many races. Uh, but <laughs> Timothy, you know what races are like, right? <laughs> Oh, I, I've been in uh, some, <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm a very swift runner, but I have run. And yes, even when I'm running physically, I have to think about what awaits me ahead or envision somebody chasing me from behind. But it's always better to anticipate <laughs> ahead and you can keep on going. And that's that's really what Paul is telling Timothy to do is to keep on going. Uh, but th that's also why it's important that our listeners stay engaged with other believers. There's too many folks these days that think they can be lone wolf Christians. I'll just do it alone. Well, that's not what God intended. So being plugged into a church, being plugged into a network of other believers, and, and let's face it, the churches that Paul planted were in cities. They were small bands of Christians who were living uh, collectively together. In other words, not even in the same home, but they were engaged with each other's lives. They were studying the word. They were encouraging one another. And so it's very important that we stay connected with other believers so that we can encourage each other, as the writer of Hebrews says, and all the more as we see the day drawing near. And so that's what we point to all the time. The day is drawing near. Our listeners should be encouraging one another, just as we are attempting to do that through this podcast. I love it. And again, hopefully you that are part of this program are being encouraged as we're running this race together. We're fighting uh, this good fight and just be encouraged. And, you know, Tim, I, I'm just reminded there uh, actually Second uh, Timothy chapter two, uh, page back verses three through five. If you have your, your Bible handy, would you be able to read for us uh, for those verses for us? Second Timothy two verses three through five. I can, and uh, I'll probably have to slip out after this to make another meeting, but I'd be delighted. So 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 5. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It's interesting, Paul borrows many times from athletic analogies, and from military analogies. So he clearly understood those realms in that ancient world. And we still can understand whether we participate or whether we watch athletics or whether uh, we have uh, family members who have served in the military. But the idea of committing ourselves uh, and competing throughout the course of a race or the course of a battle so that the victory may be won, that still resonates with us today. Oh, that is fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Tim. It's really uh, awesome for us to be able to be running this race together and encouraging one another as we see the days approaching. But Tim, thank you so much for popping in and joining us. It's always a pleasure having you. Always a delight to be here. I look forward to doing it in soon. Awesome. Awesome. Have a great day, Tim.
Again, so for those of you that just tuned in, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones uh, joining us was Tim Moore. Again, we're talking about living ready as we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 4. And uh, Nathan, again, just an exciting passage. We're talking about fighting the good fight, running the race. And these are all those things that as Christians, we need to continue to do. But then the next thing there in verse 7 of um, 2 Timothy 4, he says there also, I have kept the faith. And Nate, you would agree that there's also so many that are falling by the wayside who really are not keeping the faith. They're not hanging in there. They're throwing in the towel. Yeah, it's re reminiscent of Jesus' parable about the seeds. Where he talked about how he, the, the father throws the, the different seeds in different places, or the farmer, I should say. And uh, the ones that fall on the rocky ground, they do start blooming, but because they don't have a strong root, they, they fail very quickly. And Jesus, when he told the apostles what that parable meant, he was said, well, that's the people who, who get excited about, and, and the, Jesus, they, they get excited about the idea of salvation, but then the, the worries of this life and the trials and all uh, pull them away and they eventually leave. And uh, that's what Paul is saying here, too. Is he says, I didn't give up on my faith in Christ. You know, when, when I was beaten and shipwrecked twice and and uh, whipped and, and stoned and all the terrible things that Paul went through, just sharing the God's love with people. Uh, he didn't give up and say, hey, Jesus doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. I give up. He didn't do that. And, uh, you know, people look at Paul and say, well, he's in a, a super saint. You know, he, he was specially empowered. Well, we all have the same Holy Spirit of God in us. So uh, we're all super saints, so to speak. But uh, we might not go through the trials that Paul did, but it's so important to to, to maintain the faith, keep the faith. When we abide in the faith, then we can have eternal assurance knowing that we're, we're, we're saved and going to heaven forever. People like to ask, you know, do you believe in once saved, always saved? Can you lose your salvation? I think the answer is always abide in the faith, abide in Amen. the Lord. You, you can always be sure that uh, you are saved. I love that, Nathan. And I think faith is so important. And I know there, there are times when we can go through lapses of faith. We can uh, feel discouraged at times, but we always maintain that relationship with the Lord. Like you said, Nathan, abiding in the Lord, like the Bible says there uh, in, the, in the Gospel of John chapter 15. And you gave us a wonderful analogy from Matthew chapter 13. And, and I just think that's what it's all about. But then the Bible also talks about, Nathan, that there's going to be a, a, a ton of people, if you will, that are just going to be walking away from the faith in the last days according to first John chapter 2 verses 18 through 19 can you read those for us there Nathan first John 2 verses 18 through 19 just in case someone join us and doesn't have a Bible good passage little children it is the last hour and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming even now many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour they went out from us but they were not of us for if they'd been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. <laughs> it's kind of a tongue twister there. But what Paul is saying is, is, hey, these are false Christians. They're not saved. They're not real. They just talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. Uh, really, they're the, the Antichrist is a form of godliness, but denies his power. That's the end time cultures, the last day culture. And that's what these people are he's referring to. And Nathan, exactly. And that's why we wanted to encourage people by saying, hey, there are, some, there are times when you may go through a lapse of faith, when you can feel discouraged, but there's a, it's a totally different thing here. People that really were never in the faith, they claim to be Christians, they claim to know the truth. But in, honestly, when it was time to walk the walk, 
It just wasn't there. So our encouragement to you is, hey, make sure that you're really walking with Christ, that you're living ready for his return, that there's evidence of fruit in your life. The people that look at you can say, I know without a doubt that that person loves Jesus. And I know and that and also that you would know without a doubt that if you were to die today, uh, where you will go. Because Nathan, there is a reward uh, uh, for the believers according to the word of God here in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Paul says, finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord of righteousness judge will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who love his appearing. You and I, Nathan, we're always talking about the appearing, the coming of the Lord. Uh, according to, also to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, we're looking for his appearing. And now, right, Nathan, is closer than ever before. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, signs of the end times point to the very soon return of Jesus. The generation that saw Israel become a nation again would be that time period, that era, that generation. We're in it. So, and I think most people see that the world is really taking a sharp left turn. So, I, very clearly, the Lord's day is coming. We don't know the day or hour. We can't, but we know we're living in the season of it, and it's coming very soon. Oh, yes. And for those of you, again, who maybe uh, don't have a relationship with the Lord, all that we've talked to you about today, uh, Tim, myself, and Nathan, is really to encourage you so that you can do a check on your spirit and really know if you come to know Jesus. And listen, if you doubt, if you have any doubt at all, we want to encourage you right now to start the relationship with the Lord. Maybe you walked away from God and you want to rededicate your life. We want to give you an opportunity right now for you to do so. Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord or maybe they backslid, they walked away from God, but they might have a desire to come back to him, how they can start with that relationship with the Lord even right now? Well, we read how upon death, the Lord has is waiting for you. His arms are waiting, but you can't make it to him if you have sin unforgiven in your life. And you can have your sin forgiven uh, by believing in Jesus Christ as the son of God and as your savior. Mm. Uh, come to him in repentance and faith and pray something like, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. Uh, please be the Lord and savior of my life. And Jesus will forgive the sins because he paid your debts on the cross. He died in your place. And so your sins can be forgiven. The guilt of your life can be washed clean and you will inherit eternal life with him. You will see Jesus face to face one day, arms wide, ready to embrace you. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Hey, and if you've trusted in the Lord, why don't you reach out to us and let us know that so we can celebrate with you. 305-992-9537. You can call us or text us. And if you come to know the Lord, let us know. We would love to send you a Bible and a Bible study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord because he's coming back very, very soon. I also want to encourage you, if you don't have a home church to go to, find a church that teaches you the word of God. Let the pastor know you accepted Jesus and get baptized and be used of the Lord. So very exciting. So Nathan, wow, what an amazing program. I'm, I'm so excited for Tim being able to join us and you as well. And like always, thank you so much for being able to join me every week to encourage our listeners. Well, thank you, brother, for partnering with me in, in these podcasts and all the other things you do for Lamb and Lion Ministries. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And of course, um, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we want to thank you for being part of the program. You can always reach out to us if you're in need of prayer again, 305-992-9537. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We pray you guys have a wonderful week. <laughs>